Welcome back to the Tape Store. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And today we are going back to Bayside. Yes. And if you don't know, how could you have grown up in the 80s and 90s and not know what Bayside is? Right. Or if you're just, you know, if you're not, if you're a person who wasn't, who was not a 90s kid, but you're just right. on the nostalgia train like many of my students are, right. uh, welcome. We will educate you in the ways of Bayside. And when we say Bayside, obviously we're referring to Bayside High School as in Saved, Saved by, by the, the Bell. Bell. So a very big part of my childhood entertainment. And of course mine, because yes. that was, for us, that was the barometer. That was like, oh, oh, that's what high school will be like. Right. <laughs> No. We couldn't be more mistaken. No. In many ways. Some good, actually. <laughs> we're going to call these episodes Back to Bayside. Yeah. We've had so much fun. We just got done watching the episode that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> and we wanted to keep watching. We Yeah, we were kind of like, we could maybe just record later. Let's just yeah. watch another one. <laughs> we actually have to go pick our kids up soon. Yes. But we just had a lot of fun. It brought back all those memories. I mean, we've watched Saved by the Bell quite a few times over the years. But oh, yeah. It had been a while since we actually sat down and watched an episode. Uh, the last time we watched it, I can't remember. I yeah, I it was. I mean, it was like it's been five or six years ago. Like it was a long time yeah, ago. But but again, Saved by the Bell was one of my favorite shows. I always go back to Are You Afraid of the Dark as my all time favorite show as a kid. Right. But Saved by the Bell was absolutely up there. It was the one thing I looked forward to when I got home from school every day. Oh yeah. Because I graduated high school in 1998. I went to high school between 94 and 98, and then they went on to the college years later. Lord, the college but years. I do remember Saved by the Bell was already in syndication when I was in high school. The reruns w- would be playing when I got home from school from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock, so, and it would be on two different channels. And I remember as a kid, I would get home, I would get a bag of Cheetos, I would get a cup of iced sweet tea. <laughs> I, don't really drink su- I don't really drink sweet tea anymore. Uh, as much, except at school, like right. during break and stuff. But like, we don't make it at our house. But my mom always had it in her fridge. Oh yeah, it's like a southern kitchen has sweet tea in the refrigerator. But I would get home, pour a big old glass of sweet tea, and I would get grab a bag of Cheetos, and I would start on TBS, which was channel thirteen, and I would watch an hour of Say by the Bell, two <laughs> episodes, and then I would immediately knock right on down to channel twelve which was WGN, I believe. It was a Chicago channel. I don't know how we got it in Georgia, <laughs> but they would do an hour. So I would get two solid hours from four to six of Say by the Bell. That is amazing. When would you watch it? You know, I don't see, I don't have like this ritual behind it. I just, I just remember watching it. I also remember watching it like as a kid, like young. Not in high school, and I'm being like, man, I can't wait to get to high school. This is what's going to be like. And I think the one thing right. that I anticipated most was a full size locker. I I don't know yeah, why that's right. the thing that stuck. I was like, man, that's going to be legit. And I, I I would like plan out all that I would have in my locker based on what I had seen on Saved by the Bell. Oh and yeah, I think that was the biggest letdown. Was like, man, I got no. these little half size things. I don't know anybody that had a full size locker. I think for me, it wasn't about. I don't know that that specifically didn't disappoint me, even though it. it totally, <laughs> I don't know why it hit me so I, well, hard. No, it, it absolutely. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't schools out there with full size lockers, but 
What's funny is I teach at the high school I went to. I teach at my <laughs> alma mater. Brooke teaches with me. Yes. Uh, we teach at the same high school. Yes. And, and we have half-size lockers. There's rows of lockers at the top, mm-hmm. rows of lockers That's at the bottom. That's how it was at the high school I went to. I well. don't even know if high schools use lockers anymore. I know that our high school does not. I think this they year— They assign them, but the kids yeah, don't use them. This year, one kid asked about getting a locker. One mm-hmm. out of all the students that I have. One And one of our kids, she, she uses her locker. So I don't get that's it though. That's I, all loved I know it. of for me. I mean, locker was your home inside of school. I mean, that's how it was when I was in middle school and in high school. Yeah, in high school, middle I didn't school use it much. was. In high school, no. Definitely in middle school. I'll, I'll stand corrected. I'm looking back. High school, I did not use it as much, but middle school definitely. Yeah, for sure. I know. For me, say by the bell was I wasn't so much disappointed about the lockers as much as I was constantly trying to get my hair. <laughs> <laughs> like Zach Morris's. I mean, that's fair. Mark Paul Gosler had a great head of hair. He did. I he was I like blonde to, Aladdin. I don't know what he would do. It, it would the, the way it stood up and then swooshed over, and I was constantly trying to do that, and my hair would just go. <laughs> my hair has never done what I wanted it to do ever. Right, but that's every person's when I existence. Care, you know, when I actually, not that I don't care about my appearance, <laughs> it's just when I really cared about my hair and what it did. It has always been like, nope, mm-mm. I don't think so. I remember feeling really excited because I liked, um, I mean, I loved the girls. I thought it was cool that Jesse had curly hair and like just rocked right. it. And then obviously Lisa Turtle was very, I mean, she had to be mixed, obviously. she Because her hair was just like mine. No, I think she was African-American. I think she was black. Oh, she was? Oh, I don't know. She, no, lo- she, she looks black. like she's biracial. Not, not that she, that matters. Not she's that, I, I absolutely don't know, gorgeous. Uh, if Lark Voorhees is biracial, mm-hmm. but... I think she's black. Well, she was gorgeous. And I oh, remember yeah, being she, like, absolutely was. I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's like who I want to look like in high school. I mean, I still wanted to be Kelly Kapowski because we all wanted to be Kelly Kapowski because she was with Zach, sort of. And or she was she, nice. Was, she was yeah. popular and very nice. Yes. She was, she was kind. Yes. For she the was, most part. She was a good person. So like, I, oh my gosh, I loved, loved, loved Lisa Turtle. I went through seasonal crushes with all three of them. <laughs> Because they're all gorgeous. And Zach got to kiss all three throughout the length of the show. <laughs> you know, you know they always kiss and they go, woo! Yeah, they, and then that's they, it. They would do that sound bite. You know, oh, it was obviously yeah. a sound bite. But I just remember Zach being like, man, because he kisses Kelly. Obviously. And then he kissed Jesse with the, the Snow White episode. Oh, I forgot about that. And then him and Lisa dated... I mean, one episode they got together over the fashion show episode. Yeah. And, I mean, you never see any other episodes where they're dating. And I, I liked that matchup. Yeah. They were actually really close in real life. They dated. Yes. Well, they were, and, and you could actually see their chemistry. It was really good. I liked when they did scenes together, uh, whenever they had something to do together as far as Zach and Lisa. Yeah, wasn't They, like, dated for, like, a year. I think they like, did, off yeah. Set. But they definitely had a, a chemistry. Yeah. Uh, but Zach, he... he Got to have some kind of romance <laughs> with all three of them. Tis true. Uh, Slater, it was just Jesse. Him and Kelly kind of, yeah. maybe kind of came close throughout. But Slater was too beefy for me. Right. Well, they <laughs> I were love all. Him, they though. were. Look, it's it is what it is. I do want to say from the outset, and we do have an episode to talk about. We do. Yeah. But yes, <laughs> we'll since get this is there. our this is our first to be, uh, back to Bayside episode by the Tape Store, we plan on doing many more. Not in succession, necessarily. No, just throughout. But throughout. Yeah. But when we say back to Bayside, it means we're talking Saved by the Bell. And But before we do, I do want to say one thing, and I don't want to discuss this in length when we're talking about this episode or future episodes. I'm, cert- I'm certain that I'll mention this issue, 
Right. But I want to go ahead and really talk about at the outset. One of the things that I don't like about Say by the Bell, especially now that I'm older, is how the show portrays studious, smart students that are serious about school. Yes. People that are derogatorily referred to as nerds, mm-hmm. dweebs, dorks, geeks, yeah. dorks. I was all of those things in right. high school. <laughs> and what's funny now is geekdom and nerddom and being dorky is all popular. That's now. actually super cool now. Oh, it's yeah. super cool now, right? The superheroes that I was that I liked that I was made fun of for, or you know, that a lot of kids, not just me. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's all mainstream now. Yeah. And that's great. It's just I was kind of like, man, where was all that love when I was in high school? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like how Saved by the Bell does that. I didn't think that was responsible. And they just, yeah, it's very, um, like, even how they dress. Like, they all have the suspenders and the suits and the glasses with the tape in the middle. Yeah, and I'm I, like, I didn't uh, like. I mean, I know that if that's, it's a, it was a trope, but still, maybe, it was kind of, it was It, it was wasn't nice. right that those people were fringe and considered right. socially unacceptable, even by our protagonists yeah. in Saved by the Bell. Not, and even not by Screech, who kind of, who is one. Right, but he's treated bad oftentimes by much of the much of the yeah. characters. Zach is a terrible um, friend. Zach is a terrible he's friend. He's a terrible when, friend. If you watch Funny or Die, Zach Morris is trash. Oh my gosh. You really do realize that it's so funny Zach's, and it destroys your childhood like wow, Zach's bit. cool because I mean, he kind of is trash. We can still we can still appreciate Zach um and those characters for their entertainment qualities. Yes. Yes, he was not a fantastic friend. I feel like if you have a healthy view of what real life really is, it's fun. It's fun to watch Saved by the Bell because you're yes, like, okay, this is a, can... this is clearly a caricature. Right. It is not based on reality. But if you were a young mind, mm-hmm. it might. <laughs> but this... he does some pretty damaging things. He does. He's very self centered. There are some episodes where he comes to terms with that at times, where yeah. his friends kind of hold him accountable. Yeah. I can think of two episodes specifically, and we can talk about those later, but I can think of some episodes where I do know the friends, as in Slater and the rest of the gang, do hold Zach accountable. And yeah. it's happened several. I mean, I'm even thinking of another one. So, But overall, no, not a great friend. But I, I just did want to mention that. Yeah. Because no, that's as, someone, important. as someone who probably definitely was considered dorky in high school <laughs> and in those years, I didn't like how they were considered a negative group of people in Say by the Bell. And the reason why I'm mentioning that, especially in this episode, mm-hmm. is because this episode, this particular episode of Say by the Bell that we're discussing is going to deal with some of those yes, characters. Yes. So when we first decided to do a Back to Bayside, Brooke actually suggested this particular Say by the Bell episode. Because of one scene. Because of one scene. So we were like, hey, what are we going to do? And... Sometimes it just organically comes up, the subjects for the episodes. Right. <clears throat> Sometimes it's just like we plan it out and then something else happens. We're like, oh, let's do that. Yeah. But in this case, we're talking <laughs> and Brooke just says, let's do Say by the Bell. And I'm like, okay, well, what episode? <laughs> and then I was like, the one where they sing, ba, 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 Berin. <laughs> I was like, that's like, that's what all of us girls were always like. Bah, I love it when they dance. And Slater does right. the. Anytime AC Slater has like some kind of a dancing scene. Right. 
it's like there has to be a scene to show, hey, everybody, Mario Lopez knows how to dance. <laughs> yes. He either does a split or he does some kind of ballet twirl. Like some kind of really um, he's, he skilled ob- kind yeah. of move. And it's like they always made room for that anytime. Oh, guys, wait. Well, we got to throw an A.C. Slater dance move in there. And I'm, I'm honestly here for it. I yeah. love it. For me, that episode is all about the Elvis statue. I call it the Elvis statue episode. And to be fair, the episode is all about the Elvis statue. It is very much, sort of. It is very much the, it could be, it's called a MacGuffin. Okay. Which is an object that drives the plot. So in, in some cases, it is very much like that. It's all over an Elvis statue. So let's set the stage. We begin this episode in Screech's house. Yes. Uh, Screech is answering the door, and it is Zach. <laughs> of course. In the first few minutes, of course, we find out that Screech's parents, her, his mom and his dad, who we never meet. Right. We assume there's a dad, but right. he's never seen. Not that we need to meet Screech's dad, simply because he probably would have been overshadowed by the fact <laughs> that Screech's mom is played by Ruth Buzzy, who is a... Very well established, and I didn't know this when I was. Yeah, a she's kid an iconic comedian, like back in the laughing uh, Dean Martin right. show days. She's the reason when I was younger that I loved this episode. She's the best part of the episode, and now that I'm older, I'm like, it makes sense that she steals the show. Oh yeah, in this episode because she's already won a Golden Globe and has gotten Emmy nominations for a tremendous mm-hmm. like body of work that she had done before she was in right. Saved by the Bell and. This episode aired in 1990. Ah, yes. So take us from there, Brooke. What happened? So we have okay. anniversary. They're they're going, and they're leaving Zach and Screech with the house for four days. And the famous last words, of course, she tells Zach are, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that Screech, or no, that Samuel, sorry, has a friend, a friend as trustworthy as you, Zach. And all of us groan right. inwardly. And gnash yes. our teeth because we know something's going to go wrong. Just as soon as she uttered those words, and <laughs> then for us, but she leaves right. Well, and before we get there, we we get our foreshadowing moment because Zach is no. That's what I mean. She walks out the door, uh-huh. and and Zach grabs just looking at this weird porcelain Elvis statue. Depending on how much you like Elvis, it's a beautiful statue. And she comes in, is like, oh God, be uh, careful. Yeah. Don't- if anything, she says, if anything happened to the king, I'd die. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 so yeah, we don't know. touch the king. And this, to Miss Powers, in her mind, that's really Elvis. His soul, like, resides. <laughs> it's a the, talisman. <laughs> yeah, that's how she acts. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that, if, if any of us understand plot devices, we should know, okay. That thing's going to break. <laughs> we might need to be worried about the king. Yes. Yeah. So. So okay, so they're all excited about they're gonna have you know they're gonna have the house themselves for four days. Yeah, they, they and they decide to have a guys' night. Yes, it's during this time, which I think is actually really sweet. Mm-hmm. By the way, I would just like to say that I think yeah. like that they are like, hey, let's have a guys' night. There was it's an- just us, no babes. And I think that is very actually saved sweet. by the bell. Did encapsulate a form of innocence. It did. Yeah. The the, the most racy things that would happen would be they would kiss for a few seconds, mm-hmm. and. I think that that's a that's a good it's good to maintain that kind of innocence. Yeah. You know, because I feel like things have gotten haywire with TV a little bit. Yeah. Especially when you talk about family TV and things like that, but Say by the Bell d- does have this like innocence where, you know, the girls are even like, "Hey, let's do something right." And they're like, "No babes," right? Yeah. 
I think they say, I don't know if the girls want to do something, but the guys say, no babes, we're, you know. Yeah, uh, Kelly invites them all to a movie. Right. And they're like, nope, we're having a guy's night at Screech's house, no babes. And they're like, oh, okay. No babes. But then, Our, enter uh, Screech's love interest. Right, Screech has a love interest in this uh, Which is episode. precious. Violet Ann Bickerstaff, played by Tori Spelling. And I enjoy Tori Spelling in this role. She's she really, did great. She's really good. And she's so like like cute and like innocent. Yes, and she likes Screech, but she has a boyfriend. And this is why I mentioned what I mentioned before we got yes. into the episode about how the show portrays, uh, I guess, what you would call nerds. Need to find another term for that, right? Even just even just by calling them because nerds. Violet is dating. A young man named Max Nerdstrom, and just by saying that I name, know, portrayed his... by an actor named Jeffrey Ash, and he looks forty-five. Right, one hundred percent not in high school. This kid, but he's very controlling. Uh, but the fact that he's called Max Nerdstrom again, we're we're putting this kind of inappropriate—not kind of, but really inappropriate, insulting term term yeah. for this again group of students, this demographic of of students. But he's very controlling. And Violet, uh, he doesn't like. He doesn't like Violet talking to other boys. Yeah, like he snaps at her and he then points at her. and points, and she so, she appears at his yeah. side. So it's Not, obviously very. Yeah. Uh, I mean, super awful and, yeah. you know, bad And not treatment. that it's – look, a level of possession in, in, in couples is important. I mean, everyone should know, like, I'm married to Brooke. Everyone should know that I'm married to Brooke. Yeah, you're not, like, ring. available. I'm right. not available. No. So, But that doesn't the, mean that I can I can talk to my coworker across right. the hall and you're not like, Brooke uh, yeah, Ashley right. Manolis. So he's <laughs> – right. So he's uber jealous. He's very controlling. He snaps. He's, he treats her very, in a very demeaning fashion. And Violet's very unhappy, but she obviously, in in the words of Kelly Kapowski, has the hots for Screech. Right, and she's kind of Stockholm syndromed into this I guess other so, guy's, yeah. I guess, relationship right. or whatever. So that's established. Now we move forward to the really iconic scene that <laughs> yes. Brooke really it just, it's identifies. It's cemented in my mind. Them... Running around Screech's house, and, and and again, like I mean, how how old? What grade are they in at this point? I can't really. They're not seniors. It's no. season two. I'd say they're sophomore juniors. Sophomore ju- They look they look like juniors. I don't know, but so I'm you know imagining these sixteen, maybe seventeen year olds, and they're like running around Screech's house, lip syncing to the Beach Boys. Barbara Ann. Yeah, Bar- which, which I always thought it was Barbara Ann. I thought it was Bopperam, <laughs> no. and I would sing it, and I don't. <laughs> And I forget who corrected me, and I think it was my dad. I think he was like, what's Bopperam? I said, it's what Zach and them are singing. And he goes, it's Barbara Ann's the Beach Boys. And I was like, No, I 100% was an actual adult before I found out that it was Barbara Ann. I was like, no, it's Barbara Ann. So it opens up, and it's very risky business style. Yes. They're wearing those plastic shade sunglasses. Yeah, like Hawaiian-looking stuff. I guess they're in their PJs, kind of, and they're they're dancing. And, of course, that's the we have a we have a... Mario Lopez can dance moment. Yes. He does a split. And the girls had dis- had decided a few moments before this mm-hmm. at the max to, to, to spy on them and see what they do and watch what they do. And, of and, course. And Tori's. I mean, Tori. And, uh, uh, Violet goes Violet's with them. Yeah, with because them. she likes Screech. They feel bad for her. They see how she's they being treated. Yes. Jesse, of course, is on her like, you know, like, hey, yes. be nice to my friends. Be nice to women kind of right. thing. Right. And, and might I mention. Yes. It. it we had just seen previously before the slumber, not the slumber party, but before the guys' <laughs> night, 
guy. I don't think they call them slumber parties. It's no. called a sleepover or whatever. We had seen we had seen Max show interest in Jesse. Max Nordstrom, even though he's very controlling and in a relationship with but Violet. But he's allowed to be. He is know. allowed to have an interest in Jesse Spano. So we're back at the sleepover. And when the guys are doing Barbara Ann. The girls are The watching. girls jump out and basically say, you know. This is what you do on Guys Night, huh? Yeah, they jump out and they laugh yeah. at them and make fun of them. They're like, okay, you know. And, well, the girls decide to mock the mock them and start going, oh, yeah, right. Bah, 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 Barbara Ann. I think it's, it's Jesse. <laughs> it's Jesse and Violet are holding hands. Yes, and, and Violet's the one around. that hit. Violet crashes into this pedestal, which upon it sits <laughs> the king, the Elvis statue, the bust and of Elvis. So it's like ba 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 bram ba ba ah, and it breaks. It like it, shatters. It shatters. And, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, they got that on the first take, or maybe they had. I but, hope they had like seven, uh, if yeah. not. But it it falls. And you see it just break, and then they show a close-up of it broken. And, of course, Zach, who was there when... When Mama Powers said her thing. Talked about how important this thing was. He looks at... He breaks the fourth wall and talks to us and says, Looks like the king is dead. Again. (laughs) And Screech passes out. And it's going to be the first of many times that that Screech either passes out or goes catatonic. (laughs) Because he's so freaked out because... Because he, 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 he clearly is close with his mother. And he's raised in a very strict home. Strict home. Yes. In fact, he had ro- earlier had rolled out this long List set of, of rules. rules. Right. Yeah. So the Elvis statue is broken. Along and, with Screech's heart. <laughs> right. It's, it's bad. This is where Zach that, and the friends, they team up and they say, okay, we're going to get another Elvis statue. Right, we're going to raise money to get it. The next day, they find out Lisa uses her shopping. And this is Lisa, who's, you know, usually turns Screech down, get away from me. Uh, she goes out searching and finds the Elvis statue for sale. Yeah, because she, doesn't she say, if it's got, if it's, it has to do with sales, like, if it's got it's, a price I, tag, or I'm something. good. Like, I'll right. find it. Yeah. And she finds it for $250, which. For a high school kid, two hundred and fifty bucks is like two hundred and fifty thousand bucks. Right. And even and back then, two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Which because is 30 now years ago. it's it's I mean, it's not that it's not a lot, but it's attainable. Most of these most of our students have jobs. But back then, like that was a lot more than two hundred and fifty dollars really. Right. And by this point, Screech is just tra- traumatized. He had already had a, a nightmare about his mom dying. Yes. Where Mr. Belding is Elvis in it. <laughs> I love Mr. Belding. I, I, I could do a show. That's a whole other, like, I that's a whole I could just talk about Mr. Belding. Okay, so Dennis Haskins, great job. <laughs> so they have to raise this money, okay? They right. have to raise this money. And they first try to raise the money through, they see Max Nerdstrom, who's wealthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, he's he's wealthy. wealthy and, like, I guess powerful, meaning he can kind of get stuff done in the I guess nerd in the high school community. world, I don't yeah, know. I don't know, but... Well, here's the thing. One, Violet, after all of her time that she's spending with Jesse and and Kelly and the crew. Lisa, these yeah. free thinking, independent young women who are encouraging her to like, you know, not like stand up to this right guy and she, leave him. You know, being around them, she decides she dumps Maxwell. She dumps him right there. Yeah. When they're at school the next day, when they're talking about raising the money for the Elvis statue, Max walks up. She breaks up with him. That's when Zach gets the idea. We're going to play cards with Max 
and win the money, win the $250. The most risky thing he could right, possibly choose. Yeah. Something with 0%, uh, you know, like security of working. Right, right. No, we're going to play Good cards. Good job, Zach. And it turns out that Max, because we move later on to that night when they're at Screech's house playing cards and Max is killing Zach. Right, and he not only is he killing Zach, he shows up like a 1930s-like yeah, poker-like guy. Yeah, he's wearing the visor and stuff. And like the armband and everything. I'm like, listen, guy. Like, <laughs> well, you have to dress the part. And of course, there's a couple times where he turns and he's flirting with Jesse. Mm-hmm. And Zach is out of money. He's got 10 bucks left. He puts 10 bucks on his last hand. He has a really good hand. Right. Like, like Zach's been, a, you know, it, it leads you to believe that Zach has been beat by Nerdstrom the whole night, but he finally gets a really good hand. He puts his last 10 bucks on it. Max sees his 10, raises him 50, but they don't have anything. That's when Hound Dog enters the house. Now, Hound Dog, we had already met. Right, because uh, before, Screech's dog. before Screech's mom left, she has this whole, ooh, like, like yeah. she loves, loves, she loves. She loves Hound like, Dog. He's like her second kid. Second to the statue, probably. Right. It's Screech, so, Hound Dog, eh. Elvis. I don't know. I don't know. They, Who knows? They, they probably, might rival each other. I don't know. But Zach has no money. He's got to find something to raise his bet. So Screech's dog. Hound Dog, named obviously after the Elvis song. Yeah, nothing song. but a hound dog. Right. <laughs> Max Nerstrom goes, why don't you bet the mutt, Morris? <laughs> Golly. This and guy. Screech is like, no. And Zach's like, hey, you know, Zach, it's a sure thing, right? He's got a great no, hand. No, never. But even the friends are like, no, no, Screech, do it. Screech bets the dog. And Zach's hand is four queens. In poker, four queens is a phenomenal hand. Right. And he lays it out there, and they're cheering and celebrating. And Max Nurstrom's like, wow, four queens. That's the best hand we've seen all night. Until now. And, of course, all Max our dreams Nerdstrom are shattered. has four kings. And Screech goes <laughs> into a... <laughs> and Screech goes into a catatonic state as Max Nurstrom walks off with Hound Dog. And Screech just sits there with this... This look. B- blank smile on his face and his arms still cradling the shadow ghost of <laughs> Hound Dog. <laughs> Let's recap. Okay. Screech has been trusted with the house under his watch. The Elvis statue breaks. Right. And now Hound Dog is gone. So Elvis statue broken. Hound Dog has been one away. Been, yeah. Been, he's, he's bedded Hound Dog away in a card game. With Max Nerdstrom. <laughs> uh, and it, it's just getting worse and worse. Yes, his life is spiraling out of control quickly. Screech's mom calls. Again, Ruth Buzzy. Anytime she's on screen, it's wonderful. It's a split screen. She's on the phone. And <laughs> this is where Zach, <laughs> again, he's trying. I guess is helping. Yeah. Like- <laughs> because she, she talks to Screech for five seconds and then goes, let me talk to Hound Dog. Let me say hi because to Because he's Dog. a person. Yeah. And we would do this as a kid. Yeah, true. I mean, when I was a kid, we would want to talk to Corky, my my dog that I grew up with. Uh, it was a boxer, and he. I mean, look, dogs do become a part of your family. Yes, true. Uh, and you know that you had speckles. Yes. So I, I remember, hey, let, you know, put put the ear up to Corky, you know, see what he does, and we would talk to him and things like that. So not completely unrealistic. No, but, no, but but, but she's, she's she's like like she's up to eleven. No, you know it, what I mean? She <laughs> is absolutely, and. 
Zach starts to howl like a dog. He, and yeah, he goes, just give me the phone. Like, like yeah. I, don't worry, pal, I got it. And then he starts to howl and stuff, and the mom's talking back to him, and Screech is like, Fading and Zach's like pulling him up, like get him up. he's like, "Don't you, don't you leave it's me, man." It's just a really funny scene. <laughs> it, it really was a. I just thought the acting was good, and they were really funny. I really, this is one of my favorite all-time episodes. Yes, it's such a good one. Well, the mom buys it even after Zach says "okay" as the dog, like "okay." I know, like like Scooby Doo suddenly yeah. is part of the show. It does sound like Scooby Doo. Yes, exactly. Well. The mom says, I'm proud of you, Screech. I can trust you with the house. So just, Screech now just feels, lay on the guilt. Driving in the, yeah, the knife. <laughs> so now we've got a problem. we got to get the Elvis statue, and now we've got to get Hound Dog back. Right. So that leads to a two-fold solution, <laughs> a two-part solution, not a two-fold, two-part. I don't know if two-fold works there, but right. two-part solution. We'll make it work. First part, Zach's going to throw a party at Screech's and charge $10 a head. Golly. So breaking yet, I'm sure, yet another rule. But probably the idea he should have had in the first place. Right. It's the most uh, uh, fail-proof. Yeah. Because people I will pay so. to come to a party. People pay to come to a party if Zach and Kelly. I mean, you, you. of course, we all know that it's baked into the cake at Saved by the Bell that Zach and Slater and Kelly and Jesse and Lisa and Screech – Right. By proxy, by association, are the most popular kids at Bayside. Or some of. Or at the very least, they can, they're can. they involved in a lot of things. Like, right. They, and, well, they at, would be. Considered. At the center of anything kind of happening, they I would end think up so. there. So they would, if they threw a party, people would go. Yeah. So great idea number one. I, idea number two, the second part of the solution, Max mentions to Zach and Slater that he would give Hound Dog back to Screech if... He could go on a date with Jesse. Jesse, who has already refer- challenged his misogyny yeah. to his face. And he caught, well, yes, he calls her legs. Yet again, yeah, just goes, a confirmation of my point. So he goes, There's <laughs> something else I want other than that mangy mutt. He goes, I'd be happy to give the hound dog up for a date with legs. Lord so, have mercy. And the date would be at the party. So let's go to the party. They're all doing the. The dancing to the quintessential uh, Saved by the Bell 90s <laughs> instrumental music. They, they're raising the money. It's going well. And now Max Nordstrom comes in with Jesse, who's Gracious. like, let's get this thing over with. Right. And in the he end. He is also wearing, I, that, this is oh, fair okay. to mention, he's wearing like a, a Saturday Night Fever yeah. like white suit looking terrible. And Jesse obviously looks amazing as usual, but he is. Let's just also point out that she is incredibly tall. He is incredibly short, and yes. it makes for a very hilarious spectacle. Very much <laughs> so, so. Just let that live with you for a minute. Right. Well, in the end, everything works out. They get enough money for the statue. Slater runs off to get it. Max Nordstrom, in the end, gets his when his <laughs> date with Jesse officially ends, and he's like, okay, you know, a deal's a deal, Morris. He presses a button yeah, on his watch. he had one of his guys outside waiting with the dog or whatever. Yeah, one of the, yeah. So one of his buddies, one of his henchmen comes in with the dog, <laughs> and they say, but wait, I get a kiss. Jesse's like, no way. Of course, Zach decides the final bit of revenge. You know, close your eyes and pucker up Nerdstrom, and they bring in Hound Dog, and that grosses Nerdstrom out. He yes. runs out of there, so they get rid of Nerdstrom. So Nerdstrom's defeated. Yes. But then, here comes Screech's parents. Home early. Who comes home early 
I mean, that's every teenager's nightmare, but like it doesn't happen. Like, I'm, as parents no, who take time away, we, we're not coming back early. <laughs> no, if on time. If right. we come back if, on time. If we're even on time. Yeah, we'll be late for sure. Well, they come back early, and there's a problem. We have Hound Dog, but Slater is not back, and the house is filled with teenagers for the party. And I rem- and in the mid in the ensuing craziness, Zach grabs uh, Screech and says, "I'm always prepared." Okay. Sometime. Well, that's arguable. In this but- <laughs> case, he was though. <laughs> no, he really like Zach came through. Yes, I'll say he does in because when Miss Powers walks in in her like studded, like it's like Elvis the suit. yeah the Elvis suit the the For women. The white one with the flare legs. Yes. We all know the one. And she reminds Screech that this looks like a party, and that's a direct violation of, I believe, rule 137. Oh, my or gracious. 237 is one of, the, one of the many rules that he had broken. And Zach saves the day, comes in clutch, by couching the entire party as an anniversary party for the Powerses. Dad has not come in. Mr. Powers, we have no idea. I guess he's getting the luggage. For the for the rest of the episode, and that's when but Zach pulls a, he pulls the uh, yeah. string and here comes happy anniversary yeah. sign and, th- and then Slater of course comes in, <laughs> trips over and I don't know if we're telling it in the right exact order but you'll get the gist right Sl- Slater comes in guys I got it yeah and then he immediately trips trips over Miss Powers's luggage yes and in slow motion you see Mario Lopez essentially just throw. <laughs> <laughs> like statue. he straight up passes it. Like Zach catches it, puts the Elvis statue, the king, back on his back throne, on his throne, back on yeah, his, throne, exactly back his, on his pedestal, and all is well. It, it, she never knows, other than she says, "Oh, something's wrong with Elvis," and they're all like, "What? What? Like, geez, we just put it back." She goes, "Like he needs to be facing the kitchen." Here goes, so he can watch me cook. <laughs> <laughs> Like, screams it. That's like her, though. Like, she is so... she Again, she steals the show. Anytime Ruth Buzzy is on screen on this episode, <laughs> she's absolutely, like, beyond entertaining. She's the best part of the show. We've been... Ever since that, we've been walking yeah. around the We're, house. Before, just, yeah. As I was just setting shouting, up. so we can watch me cook. Yeah. <laughs> so watch me cook. <laughs> it's just so, such... It's just a line you don't need to shout. And she shouted... <laughs> You it was know, great. Oh, we forgot to mention that before Mom got there, uh, Screech and Violet shared a oh, kiss. They share a kiss and get together. Yeah, oh, because oh, she says, sorry. "Hey, do you want to like be sorry, my girlfriend?" Screech. And she's like, "I thought you'd never ask." And she kisses him. Yeah, sorry, Screech. Yes, that's a big deal. Screech gets a girlfriend, and, and he was like, "Oh, forget the rules," and yeah. he kisses her back. And, and I'm sure sweet. Lisa's happy about it. That you know, he's off her case. Yeah. But yeah, that did happen. Sorry, it just now hit me that we but didn't discuss it. But all works out. And this was one of my favorite episodes. And I didn't mention this before, but I remember this was one of the episodes of Say by the Bell. I had, of all, as much as I love Say by the Bell, I only managed to ever record two on VHS. Oh, yeah. That was this episode that we just talked about, the Elvis statue episode, and the U2 mall episode. <laughs> when they're in the mall. Yes. Excuse me. When they're in the mall with the U2 tickets. That's a good one. It's a very That's good one. That's a good one. And... Those two episodes, I would watch whenever... Okay, so here's the thing, guys. Mm -hmm. I used to have a major fascination with tornadoes and storms. Oh, like But I also had an intense fear for them. I mean, that's good. Well, if the weather got really bad, I would get really scared. Mm -hmm. Me and my sister both. And I would always put this on to, like, pass the time while we watched... um, While we waited for the storm to pass, I would put these episodes on, and I would just watch them over and over and over. Uh, The Elvis statue... 
And so these the, were like comfort episodes. It was, you. and it was interesting that Brooke said, "Let's do the do the because that was ba- my favorite Barbara Ann or yeah. Barbara Ann episode." And I said, <laughs> "The Elvis statue is one of my favorites." Aww. So yes, it's very much a comfort episode, and very fitting for us to both talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know, very fitting for this to be the first back to Bayside that the tape store does because I actually actually had this one on tape. Aww. So yeah, it's a good one. Well, let's talk about 90s relics because uh, – or uh, 90s relic in this case. We have one, and it's really, really good. We scored this one out of the thrift store, and I'm yes. going to let Brooke take it because it's hers. Okay, so this is one of those that, that Toby was out you know, thrifting, and he found for I me. I saw it, yes. So we both grew up – um, you know, going to church, going to like VB, uh, uh, vacation Bible school, VBS, uh, VBS, nineties youth group, eighties and nineties VBS and youth groups are is its own culture. Oh, iconic! Yes. And like it's it, its own culture. We need the, to have an episode, honestly, on oh, like uh nineties like music, Christian the, music, like oh, all that, the shirts, the plays, all that stuff that we did growing up at church. Yeah, that was seriously its own culture. It's its own culture and its own its own conversation, and it's relevant about. because the shirt. <laughs> It's a shirt the that shirt. I found. It, well, it stuck out because, speaking of Say by the Bell, yes. the opening of Say by the Bell is essentially just 90s in a nutshell, really. Oh, yeah. We were just talking. We were like, man, look at the graphics on this, like what it's what it's showing. And well, it's that's just what this shirt also encases as well. If, if Saved by the Bell were like a 90s Christian montage, yeah. it would be this shirt. So let me paint the picture okay it is a t-shirt it's a gray t-shirt gray heather yes um and it's clearly from it's on the let's do the back on the back it says jubilee on the ridge kids church so it's a kids church shirt uh cool. so i i loved my kids church as a kid but the front's the best but of the front yeah okay so it has a brick wall that is clearly uh like graffitied but like in a christian way <laughs> Like in a non-offensive way. And then on it, it says, J.C. rules. And for those of you who don't know who J.C. is, Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. So, and then on the front. And it says Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. On the front, and I mean, in the top right corner, it says, don't conform, be transformed. And then, of course, you know, Jesus Christ. And then at the bottom, it says, Christians at work. And And, then in the corner. to To prove that this is authentic. Yes. And copyright 1998, new life. So, so this is a legit relic from 90s Christian culture. Yeah. I, um, I love it. I still have my old VBS shirts that are yes, very have, similar. And I have, when I went to on a youth retreat, I still have, uh, in 94, I still have the shirt I bought. Yes. Uh, I still wear it. It's a night shirt that I wear. But, I mean, I, I wear it out sometimes. I mean, but it's That's usually a whole part. episode. That just, we got, but, oh, yeah, we got to record mean, that. I mean, I still have mine. When I found this, I texted Brooke. I said, you're not going to. You're gonna flip when you. He sent me like a like a picture of just some of the art. Just part of the art. I just went, oh my god! Like I was just like, yes, (laughs) bring it home. So I'm gonna have to get pictures of me like wearing it. No, definitely. That needs to happen. Well, we're gonna wrap things up at the tape store. Yes, it's been great going back through the halls of Bayside. It's been great having full size lockers for this past 45 minutes. Exactly. We've enjoyed it. Mental lockers. And we are happy that you have been with us on this journey back to Bayside, as we always do on the tape store. We appreciate your time. And uh, if you are following us, we hope you're following us on social media. If not, we are on there as at the tape store. We're also on Twitter 
at the tape store pod. And if you'd like to ask us any questions, comment, whatever, the tape store podcast at gmail.com. We are happy yeah. to hear from you in whatever format you are yeah. comfortable with. And yeah. uh, we always post things we've thrifted, things that are just 90s and fun, uh, things yeah, we- from our, our desks that we uh, collect, you know. Leave a comment, share something that you found, anything like that. We love to hear. All righty. Well, we are going to close down for the week. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.